Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with your host, Dr. Fuck, and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley. Kick on back and listen to another exciting episode. It's time for the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast! What do you know, what do you say? It's the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, right here. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you may notice this week that I'm doing the intro, uh, because it's just me now. Uh, I'm sorry to say, but me and Ralph cannot work things out. I tried, and, uh, uh, you know, he would come around a little bit, and I would balk, and then vice versa. We got two big egos, and it's a shame, because we had a great show, but, <laughs> man, the fucking elder broke us up like it broke fucking kids up. And uh, I, I hope some of you come along with me. Uh, I might do this shit solo for a while, but I, I'm going to miss having a compadre. I'm going to miss the chemistry that me and Ralph had. But, uh, you know, I might have some auditions. I know there's some super fans out there. Uh, you know, got Justin Childers, that fucking homo. Uh, you know, got my boy Mike Sears. I got all kinds of people out there. Fuck, if I get hard up enough, who knows? I might call fucking Terrence. I hope it don't come to fucking that. But, uh, you know, I'm going to do, you know, some news here and everything, you know, and I'm going to play you the last episode we recorded. Um, you know, and uh, uh, this is it. I thank you all for sticking along. I'm sorry you couldn't work out, but you know what? This is my podcast. I own this. I started it. I asked Ralph. And uh, he, he chooses to no longer be part of it. So I, I hope you stick with me, people. I, I, I really do. And, you know, whatever Ralph does, you can follow him. You know, but uh, right now, get ready for Spinal Tap Mach 2. Surprise, motherfucker. You think you're going to do this fucking show without me? This show would never work without me, motherfucker. What? Yeah, you heard me. This is my show more than yours and you know damn well I was the one that came up with the podcast idea and then you were the one going well I want to be part of it you fucking motherfucker you piece of shit you want to hash this out yeah sure (laughs) okay I love you (laughs) you all been bamboozled yeah there's maybe one or two out there that go this is a hoax but no this whole time it's been a hoax now let me and Ian explain what happened. It is true that he is no longer on the Almost Human page, but I didn't delete him. I threatened to delete him, and he took it upon himself to remove himself from my page, from my from my group. But on this episode you're about to hear, we talk about a little. This was uh, actually when me and Ian were the most pissed off at each other was during this episode, yet we weren't really mad. Well, I wasn't really mad. I mean... I think Ian was because he kept cutting me off like constantly on this fucking episode. And, I wasn't mad. I was drunk. Well, you know, if you listen to it, he seems a little bothered, but we were never really fighting. But when we finished the show, we both agreed that we should uh, just fuck with each other and, um, you know, just just for fun, just for shits and giggles. And I got to admit, I went a little overboard with it. And even Ian at one point called me going, Dude, we should stop this. It's going to backfire. I go, nah, man. But the problem is, on the Generation Swine show, we did talk about the the feud. So, therefore, you know, 
people are going to be confused. So let's just carry this on. But then, you know, I, I started to like back off a little bit, but then today I went apeshit. And I'm like, <laughs> I just spammed the page and people are falling for it. Now, there's one person out of everybody, there's only one person I really want to apologize to, was uh, Vincent. Well, what's his real yeah. name? Vicente. Uh, no, but what's his Canada real name? Uh, Jacob Wood. All right, Jacob. I want to, Jacob thought I was like bad mouthing him. And I said, uh, Ian's book, but no, man, it wasn't you. I, I love that guy, man. I love you, Jacob. And plus, you know, I mean, I know you got a bad impression of me, but I was playing around. It was all a goof that went a little too far, but still, it was fun. I had fun. And you know yeah, what? Yeah. You know what? I got to say this, too. You know what? The whole fucking group had fun, and you know it. Everybody was having laughs, joining in, taking sides. It was fun, and it was very active. You know, the, it the, was the page was so active and it was just going back and forth and people chiming in, people fucking with Ian, a couple people fucking with me. Now we know who our true friends are. <laughs> Go ahead, Ian. I know yeah, you want yeah, to tell yeah. off some people. Oh, uh, well, first of all, there, there's people I want to apologize to. Uh, you know, there's some people that sent me some incredible messages. Very, very oh, heartfelt. I, I, wait, wait. I will also want to apologize to Mike Sears. Yeah, and, as and, well. he sent, and my, Mike sent me a message, and I felt so bad. I couldn't even answer it. I felt so bad because I can't lie to my my brother. Mike Sears is my dog. I didn't even answer because I didn't know what to do. I felt, like, this is when I went to Ralph. I was like, oh, shit, this has gone too far. And I really wanted to stop it. And, and he's like, you're being a fucking pussy. And no, 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 like, no, don't say that. I, also, I say, hey, it was your idea, bro. What the fuck? No, no. No, it, it was. It, it was a bad, drunken idea for me because he said, you know, Ralph said, and th this is the honest truth, he was getting annoyed with my uh, better than elder every time yes. he put up a kiss out. That is true. The, um, th th this is true. But And he, he had said a few things on the uh, Almost Human page. Like, yeah, you know, you say this again, I'm going to delete you. But here's the problem with Facebook. Sometimes you can't tell... You know, sarcasm or joking, you know, and sometimes Ralph is in full Dr. Fuck mode and sometimes it's just Ralph. And and I totally didn't didn't know that it was really annoying him. And I wasn't doing it to annoy him. I'm going to tell you a little secret here, okay? Uh, a lot of people put up shit, uh, what album's better than this? What's your top albums from this? And a lot of times I like those posts, but I don't answer. And for two reasons. First and foremost, I'm fucking too lazy to do that much typing. Second of all, those topics are what we cover on this show. If I tell you my top ten favorite fucking albums of all time, then we can't do an episode where I tell you my top ten because you already fucking know. So I don't answer. So a lot of times when it's something like this, I'll give a short, stupid answer. So A, I don't have to really write anything. And B, uh, so I don't really review it, uh, reveal my true feelings. So later in an episode, it can get explained. And I do that on, on the Rocket Metal Combat page, on uh, Bill Wang's Kiss, Kiss, Kiss. You know, they always do this shit. And I'm always very vague because I want to save those opinions for these shows. But I did not know that I did not know that I was really annoying Ralph. Now, then, now I'll also, but I also had to bring this up to Ian. Like, dude, it was, it's been months already. I've been explaining it to you. And I even was starting to delete his elder comments and he knows all this but he keeps forgetting 
And then in the end, when I, I finally like, dude, if you do it again, I'm going to delete you. That's when he finally goes, oh, wait, wait, it, it is annoying you? Musical opinions are personal. Elder hating is fine with me, but if you're going to just come on my page and repeat the same dribble, that's not funny anymore. Well, it's only I, funny to it's only funny to Michael W. Howard and and Ian because both of you hate the elder. But I'm sure other people that hate the elder are like, God, enough already. I, and the funny thing is that when I put up the poll about uh, or, or no, I, I said hot in the shade was better, and, and the poll like, holy shit, the elder killed fucking uh, and, hot and, in the oh, shade. Oh, and that is that poll is the one that has the most comments. And, and what, what's funny on that is, hey, man, I am not saying the fucking Hot in the Shade's a great fucking album. I'm saying me personally, I hate it less. Right. I, I still, I'm still not a fan of it. I just hate it less. And it was a joke. Okay? It's all part of this joke. Uh, but but the thing is, it's it's like, I, I, I just don't like The Elder. But, man, I'm the biggest Kiss lover. I bought The Elder three fucking times. I still have it on the remasters. But it's just, dude, I don't, I don't dig it aside from a few songs. But uh, you know, it is what it is, dude. I've seen Kiss nine fucking times. I've spent thousands of dollars going to conventions, doing shit. I'm the biggest Kiss nut swinger. I just, you know, I, I don't like that album. And I made a joke about it. And to me, sometimes my sense of humor falls on deaf ears. Just ask fucking Ron Keel if anybody listened to that fucking episode, which is our lowest rated episode. But Ron Keel did not get my sense of humor. And it fell on deaf ears with Ralph. And, and, and Ralph, I do apologize. I wasn't trying to piss you off. That's just, it's my little I don't, thing. No, no, no. You see, that's where you're wrong. You weren't you weren't pissing me off. There's a difference between being pissed off and annoyed. Oh, annoyed. Annoyed. I'm sorry. Right, now, now, here's the thing. If, if you didn't take yourself off the Almost Human page, I would have deleted you off it. I would have still done the podcast with you. Everything would have been normal. I wouldn't have hated you. Everything would have been fine. We would have just kept going on. I just don't like the disharmony now may i remind you you were doing nothing different than mark what's his name mark what whatever Al that guy that's Al in Al yeah Taylor. <laughs> yeah that guy that guy that kept on with the hagar 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 and even you were annoyed by it okay so now you know how i felt with the it's like yeah. dude okay bro we get it you like hagar Jesus I I, Christ! I I didn't see it that way. I didn't realize. I thought it, and I thought you were goofing on me. I do I do apologize. I won't do it again. And, and, I, and I, it doesn't I, even. You don't even need to apologize to me. You right. really don't. You just well, in a way, it's like okay, dude, sorry, I won't do it again. And that's the end of it. It's not even a big deal. But the thing is that when I said, dude, you keep this up, I'm gonna delete you. And then before we started last week's episode, you said. Oh, by the way, I took myself off the Almost yeah. Human page because I, I, I was afraid you were going to delete me. And I found that funny, so we ran with it. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to tell people that I deleted you, you know, and like, like, and then you came up with, yeah, let's feud. And, you know, we, we just came up with this stupid idea that, that you know, it's, a, it's funny because it snowballed into, oh, man, we should stop because this yeah. may backfire. And then it kept snowballing. It's like, maybe we should keep going. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, at and, and times when I was like, oh, no, this is too much. I was like, are you fucking crazy? And then this he is backed fun, out. Yeah. And, then, and then I was like, wait a minute. I just look like a pussy. I'm not saying anything back. And then I would get it going. And we took turns going back and forth. And the whole time. We're talking to each other nightly, laughing our yeah. ass off. And, and but the th the funny thing is, most of the people, which shows you, 
how everybody should be on the Rock and Metal Combat YouTube uh, uh, Facebook page. Everybody should be on it because I'd say 90% of the people that are on that page were loving it. And they were rolling with it. They weren't attacking us. They were joining in. They were getting a laugh out of it. They believed it. But at the same time, they weren't being yeah. douchebags. But, but, but we also, we also, I know both of us, we both got a lot of fucking uh, messages sent to us yeah. by people who like, man, we love this fucking show. How can this show come to an end? You guys are Yeah, which I loved. I loved those those messages yeah. and, 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 and man I'm sorry we made you wait a week thinking this shit was so bad I, I, I do I, I feel bad if it really bothered you but we did get so many nice letters from people and, and not people picking sides saying man we love both of you yeah. you guys you know and, and that means everything to us that that you know that people really love what me and Ralph do well, so well there were much. there were a couple people that did attack me and rightfully so okay some right. people said I was being a dick, and I was. I'm gonna. Uh, one guy, uh, his name was James, I believe, right? Was it James? Is James Gilman from Australia? Uh, which, I think which I, his, which I always tease from being from New Zealand. Uh, main picture is Alice Cooper. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. From the inside, yeah, from yeah, the inside, yeah. that guy attacked me, rightfully so. Which I don't take offense, James. And so you know, anybody thinks out there. Number one, I didn't delete Ian Wally, even though I would have. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, no I, I, I did that. I, I did that drunkenly. I'm like, wouldn't this be funny if I made Ralph look like it? Because when he, when he told me, I was like, really? That bothered you? I, I felt so, and then I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I made him look like a dick, like he kicked me off? And then yeah. we ran with it. But I, I, I did, people. I deleted myself from Almost Human. By the time you hear this, I'll be back on the Almost Human page. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And, I, and I, won't, I won't say better than the Elder anymore, even though in my heart I believe it. But... Uh, I, I, if you I if you the, even say better than whatever better than some album I can't mention, you're out. Dude, I won't even say better than Ezra. You know, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Don't even say better. No, I don't want to. That's a word. You say, look. You say, hey, I'm feeling better. You're deleted. If you just use the word better in any way, you're out of there. How is less than worse than? Is that no? Okay, fuck it. I'll leave it alone. It's a dead horse. And I got and I gotta say this whole thing started because of me. I was the one that went on the almost human page saying I deleted Ian, which I didn't actually delete him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's then, true. That yeah. didn't start. But I started it, and then but well, when you said that, man, that really kicked shit into gear. And and, and also, I want to say to listeners, if you're on the Rock and Metal Combat page and you're not on the Almost Human page, you got to join that one too because that is a great kiss. It's actually page. better. Oh, okay. Whatever. Well, anyway, <laughs> join it. It's the original. That's where this podcast spawned from, was That's the Almost true. Human page. That's true. That's true. And the Almost Human YouTube channel is uh, kicking ass. Over 3 million views. Right. Uh, and, yeah. it, and a lot of people, even, uh, you know, uh, Jacob said, you know, that's how he discovered uh, the podcast. A lot of people have discovered the podcast through uh, the Almost Human YouTube page and, and the Facebook page. So, so if you're not on it, Ask, you know, Lord King Ralph, and he will accept you, uh, unless you're a douchebag. And uh, and, and that's it's just as much fun as our page. And uh, I also have one, I mean, are we done? Because I have one final thing well, to well, say well, about I got, I, got, well, I got some balls I want to bust here. All right, okay. But I have one final thing I want to say. I'll All let right. you go first. All right. Here's a little somebody whose balls I want to bust. And uh, he's affectionately known as Terrence Jr., 
And this is Joseph Straub, who I talked to Joseph on Saturday. Now, now keep in mind, Joseph, you're a kid. I love Joseph. I'm going to give you a little bit of pass because you're a kid. But I'm going to teach you a little something about loyalty. He talked to me Saturday night, right before I was getting ready to go into the Sepultura concert. You know, and, and I'm playing along. He goes, is this real? And I'm, I, you know, I'm full in character. I was like, you know, fuck Ralph. He's an egomaniac. You know, I, I think I'm going solo. I'm going to do all this, you know. And he's talking, it's just me and him talking. Like, okay, I'm the download. Then he turns around and posts everything I say on the fucking page. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that, kid. Shouldn't have no, done but, that, kid. No, but in his defense, dude, you told me you said that to him before I even saw him write that. Oh, no, no, but, th- but, th- but that, that, that's a funny thing. Because as soon as we got done talking, I called Ralph before I went to the show. I'm like, you ain't going to believe this. I just told him I'm going solo and fuck you and everything, and we were dying laughing. But then you posted it. If you were a true friend, you would have kept that shit on the down low until the fucking kid. shit he- got figured out. But and that's I, 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 and I said I'm giving him a little bit of pass, but I'm gonna bust your balls. I'm gonna teach you a little something about loyalty, and I'm gonna ra- remind Ralph of a little story. Early on in the show, in our and in, in our friendship, because keep in mind we didn't know each other before we started this. And he talked. He sent me a message as a girl, <laughs> saying <laughs> saying that oh my god, you are the star of the show. You could do your own thing. Wait, 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 wait. It wasn't a girl, bro. I yeah, yeah. Make... Remember, it was it was that girl. You grabbed her phone and you said the thing. You were oh you were... oh yeah. Oh no no, but that was her profile. Right, right, right. But oh, I you said you that. said that I made a profile. No 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 no. no, no. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying you you have different Facebook things. Yeah yeah. You know? But but my face my different Facebooks are me. I'm not right. I, pretending right, to be right. somebody else. Right, right, no, but, but what, what, I'm, what I'm getting at, though, is I, I did not know it was you. And it was yeah. a girl who was coming on bagging Terrence saying how horrible he was on the show and stuff. And yes. then she sends me a message saying, you know what, you're the real star of the show. Uh, you're, you know, you're the reason I tune in all this shit. You should just do your own fucking show. And I, I said, I'm like, no fucking way. I go, this show is all about me and Ralph. And, and then uh, I said, then I said, fuck Ralph. Ralph sucked, and then... He yeah. defended me even after that. And I defended I said, no, there's no way I would do this. Ralph is my brother, and the whole show works because of me and Ralph. Right. And, and, and then he told me later, I didn't know Tater. No. He's like, dude, he, 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 goes, he, goes, he goes, bro, he goes, you, you passed the friendship test. He goes, you, you're a true fucking friend. Yeah. No, but, and, you know, uh, look, 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 in my defense, I did not do that as a friendship test. I actually did that as a goof, not thinking you were going to badmouth me. Just being an asshole, like, yeah, you should get rid of... And then afterwards, when you said those nice things, that's when I felt like, oh, okay, that was nice that he defended me. But I wasn't really expecting you not to defend me. I, fe- I, I, saw, I saw it as a joke, me writing you as a joke, because the thing yeah. is, this this girl, who I, st- who I still see, she doesn't have a computer or Facebook. Her whole thing is her phone, and her phone sucks. And uh, so we got on, on her Facebook that she's never on, on my phone. So I did it on my phone. So then, you know, I'm hanging out with her going, oh, let me write me in, you know. It was just a big goofy thing. But are you done? Because I have my final word about this whole thing. All right, all right. You go on that. Right. Well, okay, my last word, I want to apologize to anybody who was upset about this or offended. Uh, we hope you get in the spirit of the show. It was very Howard Stern to ask. Right. We didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We were just doing goofy. The, the show is stronger than ever. Our friendship is stronger than ever. 
and the show's and, totally and, gonna keep going. And also, uh, the last episode was very a lot of hits because people wanted to hear what the fuck. Oh yeah, oh, 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 people oh, love yeah. drama. This guy Ian, just a few weeks ago, picked me up at the airport, had me stay in his house, fed me, took me to Rush, took me to Bourbon Street, treated me great. You honestly believe I would fucking be an asshole to a guy like that? That's all I have to say about that. All right, so I know we got a really slow news week, and we're almost out of time. we got to get into the review. So what's up in the news this week, Ian? Oh, man. Holy shit. It's kind of a slow news week, but uh, Jakey Lee's Red Dragon Cartel is now on their, I believe, their fifth singer. Jeez, they have again? A, yes, they have another new singer. Uh, and I'm a little buzzed right now and ill-prepared. I don't have the guy's name. I do know he's from Canada, and he sings for a couple bands there. How big they are, I have no idea. I've never heard of the guy. Uh, I've heard bad reviews on this guy. They said they liked the other guy who just replaced the other guy who replaced the other guy who replaced the other guy. But, uh, man, it, it's just so sad because I'm, you know, and a lot of people are so excited about the return of Jakey e. Lee and his guitar playing. But, uh, man, this thing just seems doomed out the fucking gate. Um, so th so that, that that's in the news. Another thing I'd like to talk about, you know, it was a funny story. Last Saturday, I went and saw Destruction and, and Chura. And, wow, what a fucking show. Uh, tell you who I was really impressed. I mean, both, both bands were great. And there was an opening band who I can't pronounce her name. I even bought a T-shirt. But that's the new thing. Like, you, can, you can't read the logo. I have no idea what their fucking name is because you can't read this shit. You need Death Metal Eyes to read that. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but but technically the musicianship, man, they were solid as fuck. But uh, it was them. Destruction, Sepultura, Destruction, blew me away. Holy shit! I knew a few songs. I knew they're part of the big three of Germany with uh, Sodom and Creator. But man, what a solid band! Two of the original members and a new drummer who was fucking incredible. Uh, what band was he in again? The drummer? Yeah, he was in... Oh, I forget now. Oh, he was in another band? I don't know, but that dude's good. Yeah, yeah, he was in a... But, he was, I believe it was a really killer band, too. But uh, it's like Schmiel or Schmur, you know, on bass and vocals, Mike on guitar. Schmier, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Dude, they were really good. I was so impressed. Uh, a really good band. Uh, they played a really good set, too. I think they played like about a... Uh, a 10 or 12 song set. I gotta send you the set list because I think you would love it. Because I heard they played a real short show in Florida. Yes, in Florida they only played for 30 minutes and I understand the sound was really bad. Uh, oh, I, I wanted to go to the show but due to um, personal, uh, actually I had to do with my job. I couldn't make it. I was really depressed but I have seen uh, Destruction many times. Three times. And I even saw them once in the 80s with Whoa. the Chromax. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Destruction Holy and Chromax. Can you imagine that show? Holy shit! Uh, you know, but but this tour, and the last time I saw him, last time I saw him was with Creator. Nice! Oh wow, that's yeah, awesome! Yeah. I love Creator. This tour, if it comes by you, man, check it out. A lot of people can't take um, Sepultura without Max. Yeah, like I'm me. Not one of them. I am. Yeah, uh, it's a cover uh, band, man. It's disgraceful. I love it. I thought they were great. Here's the funny part of the story. Uh, this is a bar I've never been to, not too far from my house. 
And I was told like, oh, this is a college bar. You know, it's, it's kids in dockers with their hats on backwards. Bunch of Fred Durst motherfuckers. But man, what a, a place to see a show. It was really fucking cool. And I'm walking around there. I was like, man, this is nice. The drinks were reasonable. Uh, my precious Rolling Rock was only 50 cents more than my own bar. But uh, I'm trying to find the bathroom. And I'm walking back to the... I finally find where it's at. And you walk back there. It's past the stage. And I see the first thing I see is a door that says green room. And then men's room. And I go to the men's room a couple times. And after destruction, man, I'm good and prime. Because I already got drunk, did the pod, did this episode. Then passed out, woke up, went to the show, started drinking again. Uh, but I, I see the green room. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Take a fucking chance. So I just open up the fucking door. And lo and behold, who's sitting right there but fucking Sepultura? Looking at me like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and I walk in there and Derek's like, Derek Green, their, their current singer, looks at me like, hey, how you doing? Andreas looks kind of pissed. Paolo looks like just scared. <laughs> and their new drummer... Uh, he just, he, he don't know what the fuck's going on. And I whip out, I got a couple of, you know, I got, uh, uh, Nation and Alex, you know, with the, with the new lineup and shit, you know, different drummer. But anyway, I whip out those albums and a Sharpie. I'm like, hey, how y'all doing? I was like, man, you know, I, you know, I first saw you on the Against Tour. It's like, I met you there. It's nice to meet you again. And, you know, say something to Andreas about his solo album. But still, they're like, how in the fuck did this guy get in here? And, uh... But man, they they signed all my shit, you know, shook hands and uh, except for Paulo, Paulo kind of hid in the back. <laughs> but uh, but man, they came out and fucking killed, in, in my opinion, killed. And they played a good mix, you know. It was half the old shit and half the new shit, and I loved all of it. And I, I really, and the sound was great in this bar. The set list was good. Uh, I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I, I really did. Uh, you know. Give it a chance. If you like Sepultura, give it a chance. But, uh, fuck it. Let's go to the show. All right, Generation Swine. Yeah, before we get into this, I just want to say that Ian and I were talking like a week ago, and I said, you know, man, we were talking about what should we review? And I said, you know it would be cool to review? An album that sucks. And I know it's, I mean, come on. I, I, I didn't even know Ian's um, opinion on his album, but I, I knew that there's no way he could have liked it. And, you know, because, I mean, usually he likes stuff I don't like, but when it comes to Generation Swine, come on, man. This one is just so, so fucking bad. It's, it's not even funny. But, oh, um, well, go ahead. Every, every, everybody hates this, but I'll tell you what, though. I probably like it better than you. I'll say this right off the bat. And uh, I, I, it's better than The Elder. <sighs> That's what got you kicked off. See, all right. Let me bring this up, because I know people have been seeing what's been going on this week. I've been banished! You were banned from my Almost Human Facebook page, because I, I'm sick of your shit, dude. And honestly, I'm getting really fed up with you, and I don't know how long. I mean, unless you change, I might have to leave the show. Well, you know what? Uh, you know, I've been outsourcing myself. And, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, you got a lot of witty banter, Ralph. You got a little bit of following, but, uh, you know, I got this buddy. His name's Mark Alvin Taylor. 
and uh, he's kind of moving up in the podcast world. Uh, so you're gonna got... you're gonna replace me, dude? Freaking a, be freaking awesome. Yeah. Look at this guy. Terrence and Mark and Ralph show coming up, coming toward you. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. Honestly, I mean, you, you are my brother. I love you, but yeah, it, it you are wearing on me, and yeah, I'm not kidding. Uh, you know, if, if we keep going down this road. I don't know how long I can hang with you, man. I'll just have to do the Doctor Fuck podcast. Now, I'll say this. You know, I mean, if I do leave the show, it's gonna be okay for you because you yourself have uh, have your own little fan base. I noticed, you know, because you that's, are. That's- that's true. That's it true. is true. You are. I mean, I'll give you credit, dude. You're a funny dude, and you're. Right, thank you. you are an asset to this. Uh, as much as I goof how you're riding my coattails, I think you could do fine without me. But uh, I could do fine without you too, though. So nah, 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 nah. Anyway, so so uh, I think this is a fitting episode since I'm so annoyed with Ian and dislike him. I figure let's all talk, let's both talk about disliking an album. This is the dislike yeah. show. That, that's right. So, uh, I'm gonna, me <laughs> and Ian. fuck yourself, fuck Motley Crue, fuck all this shit, fuck Terrence, fuck Mark Arden Taylor, uh, fuck Greg Barnes, <laughs> uh, whoever was, uh, fuck Josh Carlson, fuck, fuck, uh, fuck Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, don't fuck Brandon, she's your mother, yeah. she loves you. <laughs> she gave you love. From inside, she is your mom. The fuck is She's that? She's a lifesaver. <laughs> She's got fake tits. She's got a zit. She is your mom. Anyway, let's go she back to this like each other. She knows David Hasselhoff. All right, anyway. I'm going to beat her when you're six months old. <laughs> She's gonna leave me for Kid Rock. She's your mom. <laughs> fucking song. Oh, I fucking hate you, Ralph. Let's get into this. All right, yeah. All right, well, okay. Um, I was very disappointed when this album, uh, even when before this album came out, to be quite honest, because I was a huge fan of the 94 album, and I wanted another Karabi album. But Electra Records, this is no secret, said they're not going to promote Motley Crue if they don't bring back Vince Neil. So they they pretty much uh they pretty you talk about a sellout move. Come on. Uh, Nikki Six t- claims to be this rebel and you know fuck authority and this and that, but he bent over and he, and and not only did he bend over and let Electra fuck him by bringing Vince back. They brought Vince back and then Electra didn't really promote him that much because after all, the album sucks. So, uh, before the album came out, I was like, oh fuck man, they're bringing Vince back and I didn't mind the Vince Neil solo shit. Even that second album that people hated. Uh, what was it called? Um, Carved in Stone. I liked it. I mean, I didn't like those rap songs. Yeah, but uh, that's actually a better album. Dude, it's a great album. Uh, Bite the Hand That Feeds, I think it's called, or uh, The Crawl, Black Promises. That was a heavy album. It had a couple clunkers, but on the most part, it was a great album. And I loved Exposed with Steve Stevens. I, I was happy with Vince Neil's solo shit. I liked it more than anything Motley Crue's done since Shout at the Devil. And the same thing with 94. I was a bigger fan of the Karabi stuff than the Vince Neil stuff, but... 
you know, Molly Crew is a band that, man, I mean, it was pure. Uh, uh, it was a it was a looks thing. Come on, you know, the only reason Motley Crue was so popular in the '80s is because they had that look. You know, they they didn't have like you know Stephen Piercy looking singer. And, you know, they were pretty boys. Come on, other than Mick Mars, they were pretty boys. Uh, and that's that's what made Motley Crue popular was the look. Same thing with Bon Jovi and and Poison. I'm gonna tell you this right now, and you know it's true, Ian. If Udo Dirk Snyder was singing for Poison, would they be popular? Never would have happened. If 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 Bon Jovi looked like Lemmy, never would have happened. If Vince Neil looked like me, never would have happened. Exactly. It's all. It all had to do with looks in the '80s. He had to be a pretty boy, and that's why they were the more, more popular. Now, I loved uh, "Shout at the Devil." Too fast for love. I feel like it's a good album, but you know, uh, way, me. way, way, way overblown. And, and, way too much credit given. And, to I, and I think I think that's a rare occasion where you and I really agree because I actually like "Too Fast for Love." But I really don't think it's this great album that everybody makes it out to. Be. Oh no, 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 it's all right, it's all right. But goddamn, if it, I, I swear to God, if you put fucking tooth and nail up against fucking too fast for love, it's like fucking, you know. Yeah, I'll take tooth and nail. Exactly. Like, no, 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 no. I mean, come on and dance. I mean, that song's so right. Annoying. No, no, no. It's it's fucking horror, dude. Motley Crue, dude. It's like my old lady. My old lady loves Motley Crue. Refuses to admit that there's four members. She's like, no, there's only three. Vince, Neil, Nikki, and Tommy. She refuses to admit that there's Mick because Mick's not a pretty boy, even though Mick's my favorite fucking member. But that just shows you. Chicks love Motley Crue. Motley Crue, you put up their whole fucking uh, discography. And don't get me wrong, I love Motley Crue. I, I've seen them... Uh, a bunch of times I'm going to see him again on the Final Farewell Tour, but 90% of their entire catalog is filler. You have 10% good songs. You have 90% filler. That is the fucking truth. That is the fucking truth, people. Seriously. And 8% of that is fucking Shout the Devil. You know? I, and, and I know I, I can't remember what song you dislike, but I love all of Shout the Devil. I thought that was a phenomenal uh, I, album. Yeah, uh, Danger. Yeah, I Danger. love Danger. I love yeah. that whole album from beginning to end. I, I think care. they hit a home run. That, to me, is the best Motley Crue album. And then I but, would go with 94. But Oh, oh, definitely. But they are fucking mediocre at best. No, but they I are. shot at the devil. They, they no, delivered no, that, a that, killer they, traditional metal album. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. But other than that, they are the epitome of uh, style over substance. Of course. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, they make Kiss sound like Rush. That's how fucking bad Motley Crue really is. I mean, they're really—it's not a good band with good music. And and the reason that is is because Nikki Six does all of it, and they need outside writers like John Carabi to uh, make a killer uh, album. Well, I mean, come I, on. I don't know. Nikki did great on fucking uh, uh, Shove the Devil. Yeah, he blew his load and, on that. And, and then you got outside writers. You had outside writers on Saints in Los Angeles. That what, well, dude? I got to tell you this: Saints in Los Angeles. I dislike even more than Generation Swine. I think that is by far their worst album. 
It's 6 a.m., dude. It's horrible. It's fucking horrendous. That horrible. one is like... God, I thought like Swine was their worst album. And believe me, I'm not a big fan of Dr. Feelgood. I really disliked. I like the title track. That's about it. Kickstart was okay, but I'm I, out I, on it. I, I, I think New Tattoo is better than Dr. Feelgood. I didn't, yeah, and I'm not a fan. I think New Tattoo really sucked, but you know what's funny? I like the song Fake, and I also like, I can't remember, I think the the ballads on the album I thought were good. Yeah, uh, the, the title new, track. New, new Tattoo. And there was another ballad. song on there that was a ballad that I thought was great. I thought it was a cool ballad. The rest, like, treat me like the dog I am is fucking dog shit. That album was I, really bad, but I, I don't know. I like I liked it better than Generation Swine. Yeah, me too. I did too. But I think it's a really shitty album. I actually had high hopes for that album because Tommy Lee was gone. They can go back to the metal because Tommy Lee yeah. was, you know, he was into yeah. met, you know, Limp Biscuit shit at that time, you know. Oh yeah, and he and he and he still is. It, like I already saw the farewell tour. His drum solo, visually is amazing and and you know justin uh justin uh childers as he loves to be pronounced uh will back me up here visually it's amazing sonically it is the worst you could get like a, a fucking retard on a remo drum pad and sound better than this shit it's fucking hip-hop fucking bullshit horrible fucking sh- but that's where Tommy Lee's heart is. Tommy Lee hates hard rock. He hates Motley Crue. He's hated this kind of music since fucking Dr. Feelgood. After Dr. Feelgood. Well, you know you know what I mean, though? I mean, he does not like hard rock. He thinks he's black. He thinks he's, you know, hood. He thinks, I don't know. He's a DJ. He's fucking horrible. Horrible. I agree. I agree. And he has a lot to do with Generation Swine. Oh, and, oh, yeah. Yeah, but Nikki's a lot to be blamed, too. But, but, Nikki, but I, Nikki's I, ego really show, shines on this album. And we'll get through it when we get to those songs. And believe what you said earlier, you think you like this album more than me? I don't know, dude. I think we're going to be equal because there are a couple songs I do like on here. Yeah, there's a couple songs I really like. But, uh, nah, you well, know, then I, you like it more than me because I don't really like them. But I like, I like a couple tunes. You know what? But before this whole podcast explodes because of our egos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're a dick. Yeah, you're a fucking dick too. You with your see? That's a problem, dude. We both think we're dicks. I mean, you know, it's kind of like Tommy Lee and Vince Neil. (laughs) With your fucking rock star attitude, I'll tell you what. I can't help it. I'm a rock star. Oh, that's true. All right. Well, then, hey, rock star, you take the first fucking track, which is. Find myself. All right, find myself. Uh, featuring Nikki Six on vocals. Okay, I, is that is that him? I was curious. That's it is. His... It okay. is. Okay. And if you want, there is a video I made for this song, which shows you I do like this one. Okay. Uh, I did a video for every Motley Crue album, like a song off each album, and I picked this one for this album, Find Myself. Even though it's not my favorite track off the album, but I do like this song. Um, yeah, it's 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 kind of bizarre. It's all over the place, like the album. But I think this one's a little more coherent uh, than the rest of the album. And uh, you know, I gotta find myself some drugs. I gotta find myself some glue. And then you know, Vince comes in. I'm a sick motherfucker and this and that. But um, but it's also a sign of the times. It's it's uh, 
you know, Marilyn Manson, I like the drugs where they don't like me type shit. I don't know if that song was out yet, but I, I get like a industrial and grunge feel all through this album. We'll get to those songs. Um, I think it's a fair song. It's okay. Um, and I also want to mention that I saw, did you see this tour? Because I did. Uh, I saw the very first show of this tour. Was at Zephyr Hills, Florida. Oh, wow. uh, interesting. Zephyr Stock. It, it's around Tampa area. I don't, so, so you then might I not guess have I saw it like a day or two after you because I saw it in West Palm Beach. Oh Cheap yeah, trick, cheap trick open. Right? Yeah, you probably you probably did this. This was it was called Zephyr Stock. They used to do it every year. Uh, Typo Negative was there th- this year. Uh, you know, but the main thing was this was the first. You know, the return of Vince Neil to Motley Crue. And it was horrible. It was really? Horrible. Oh, no. Mine was great. What you saw was different than me, because what I saw was the tour with Cheap Trick over. Well, no, this 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 was the first show. I, I still have this shirt. This was the first show of the Generation Swine tour, but it wasn't the official tour. They, did, like, jumped on this festival. But did, they, was, did, they re, did they play the whole Generation Swine album from start to finish? No. No. Okay, because because those were real technically the first shows. Because what happened was they did, had listening parties where they actually performed the whole album. So then when when they did the tour, with, you know, with Cheap Trick, I guess Zephyr Hills, you know, they did a Cheap, Cheap Trick didn't play that show in Zephyr Hills. No, they weren't there. It, okay, it, well, it, it, was, it was a it was a it was a Tampa radio station show. Yeah, it was, I, you, what you saw was different than me. Did they have big screens in the back? Like, did they show footage and stuff? No, dude, it, it, no. And did Tommy Lee do the drum solo with the astronaut? No. Okay, so what, you didn't see the tour. What I saw was incredible. Well, well, well what, what I saw was the day before your shit. But it was the first, like, uh, show with Vince Neil, though. Like, like, you know, audience show. Actually, actually, no. Now that I think about it, they must have played Zephyr Hills and not came down here because I remember... Nikki Six got in, uh, went thrown in jail in North Carolina for saying the N word to the security guard. That was well, before I, I they played that. here. I remember. That was before they played here. So they must have opened the tour in Zephyr Hills and went some elsewhere and then okay. came back this way. Yeah. Oh, I for, I forgot all about that. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway. Okay. So well, I saw this tour. But anyway, yeah. It, it, but the show I saw was the first full show with with Vince Neil. Okay. But it didn't have the same production. What I saw. Oh no, no, because it, because it was a radio show. Okay. So, you know you've seen that shit in Florida, right? Where a radio station and actually I've been to one of those festivals where Anthrax played with John Bush. Right, right. But what I'm saying, like, there's no main headliner, and it's not full blown production. But you know, it it sucked, dude. They fucking sucked. Okay, well, uh, I, I, I thought they were great when I saw them, but... It, it was horrible. It was different. I'm sure what we both saw was different, because what I saw was the full production, and yeah. they had big screens, and there was... Yeah. And I, we'll get into it. I don't know. I got my ticket somewhere, and I have to fucking dig through it. I've still got the horrible fucking shirt. Actually, I use it as a fucking sex shirt. Like, like, like when the bed gets nasty from having, like, wild fucking sex. Right. That, that's the shirt I grabbed to mop this shit up. 
It's got the fucking pig's face on it, you know. Okay. It, 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 it's fucking, it's not even worth saving. Like, Alistair Fiend's not on it. A pig's face is on it. Yeah, so, which I would like to talk about Alistair Fiend for a second. Right, so, so it's a fuck shirt, dude. It, I use it to mop up cum. <laughs> you know, it's it's a horrible fucking shirt. It was a horrible show. Well, I, I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't wear a Generation Swine shirt either. You know? Right? No, I still have it though. It's a decent. There's plenty of bleach on it. <laughs> you know. Well, I, I think I talked about Alistair Fiend in the Theater of Pain uh, episode we did. So go back and listen to what I think about Alistair Fiend. I'm not going to waste my time on it. But as far as uh, let's get back to the song. Find myself. I dug it. Uh, a scale of one to ten, I give it like a seven and a half. What do you think of Finding Myself? Um, about a six, maybe. Uh, to me, uh, what kills this whole fucking album is Scott Humphreys, who is the alternative bastard child of fucking uh, Bob Rock. Uh, Scott Humphreys uh, produced the horrible, you know, the first like three or four horrible uh, Rob Zombie CDs. And not that there's not good songs on there, but it's horrible production. But Tommy Lee is fucking him or fucking his sister or fucking somebody. Or Scott Humphrey is sucking his cock. Who fucking knows? But it's horrible beatbox. <laughs> fucking, you know, hip-hop fucking production. It fucking sucks, man. It fucking sucks. And that's what this song is. It fucking, you know, it's half-baked. The best part of this song is fucking uh, when Vince chimes in. That That's the best. When I hear Vince vocals, I was like, okay, this sounds good. But the rest, I'm like, it's not Motley Crue. It's, you know, they're trying to pander to fucking new audiences. It's fucking horrible. But then it goes in track number two, the first single, Afraid. Ralph, what do you think? Uh, this is a song that is so of the time. Depression, depressed. The video is total. Let's make a Marilyn Manson type video. Um, and I remember, I recall this so good because when this video came out, MTV refused to show it only at like two in the morning. They would show this video. I remember because I read this in a magazine back then. That, and I actually remember seeing the video at like two, three in the morning on a drunken night. I came home. I remember I was flicking channels, and I and and I, I forgot what video they were showing on MTV. They were showing some video uh, that was that I guess it was maybe I don't know whatever the fuck I liked back then, which wasn't a whole lot on MTV. Maybe it was like an Allison Chains video or something. Kicked back and watched it, and then it went right into this video, Afraid, and I was like, holy shit, Motley Crue video. They made a video for Journey for Sign when I already. Heard the album, disliked it, but I watched it. Uh, Vince Neil with red hair, and it has this like uh, they're playing inside this skeletal, not a skeletal, but like a mannequin type thing with like some weird chick that looks like she's a reject from a Marilyn Manson video. Totally of the time, and uh, the song, yeah, I don't like it. I feel. It's this song is kind of like what I felt was wrong with the '90s. That's how I feel. This song like encapsulates. Is that a word? Uh, capsulates. There you go. Capsule. I don't know. I'm an idiot. All right. 
but um, it really does capture the the shit I hated about popular music in the 90s. This, this song had all of it. Depression, uh, you know, and this is Motley Crue, man. Motley Crue was a fun band, you know. It's like, you know, uh, you know, they, were, they sang songs about, you know, you know, they, they were like a party band, but now all of a sudden they became like this depressed, she's so afraid of life, she's so afraid of this. Everything about, I hated about 90s music is in this song. I hate Afraid. What do you think about Afraid? Um, tied with the best song on the album. Uh, I absolutely love this fucking song. Uh, it's the only one, like, like you, you can get what they're trying to do with this album, like where they're trying to go. Yeah, trying to be popular. Right, right, right. but I mean, they're trying to be current. And to me, this is the only song, uh, there, there's one other song, but the, the other song I love as much as this is more tried and true Motley Crue. To me, this is the only song that where they tried to be current that I thought was successful. I love this song. I love the video. I love everything about this. I love it. Love it. Uh, Afraid is still one of my favorite Molly Crew songs of all time, but that's not saying much because Molly Crew sucks, dude. I mean, seriously. Yeah, in a most part, yeah, I have to agree with you. Fucking Rat is a thousand times the band that Molly Crew is. Thousand times the songwriters. Rat, to me, you know, uh, let's get into Rat for a second. I think Rat 2 is kind of shitty, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. I think they, re- like Motley Crue, they only, to me, released like a couple solid albums. I felt like Invasion, Your Privacy, Dancing Undercover, uh, D- Demolition, or whatever, all full of fillers. Like, man, that EP and, and Out of Cellar and all, those are two solid fucking albums. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Well, but, but, but I'll also give you this. If I had a pick between Rat and Motley Crue, I'd give Rat the edge, but not by much. I I would because of songwriting, musicianship wise. I like th- Dockin more. Hey, Dockin's great too. I love Dockin. I don't know. Motley Crue to me is very just subpar. I mean, they're very, but they they are what they are. It, it's like John Holmes is not a good looking dude, but he has a really big fucking dick. Okay, and that's what Motley Crue is to me. They're not a good band, but they... Tommy Lee's got a big dick. Tommy Lee has got a big fucking dick. And if Tommy Lee didn't have a big fucking dick... If Tommy Lee was hung like Steve Gutenberg, you know, they would be like fucking Kick Tracy right now. Or if he was hung like Vince Neil. Exactly. Yeah, I saw that. I saw But I was looking at Janine Lindenmuller. I'm uh, packing more than Vince, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, me too. I know. I know it makes you happy. Like, oh, I'm yeah. bigger than a rock star. Yeah, it, hey. makes me, it makes me happy, but then I look at Tommy Lee and I get depressed again. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I've steered a boat, but, uh, you know, we crashed. Yeah, I can't uh, honk a horn. <laughs> I can't honk the, the, the horn on my dick. But, you, uh, know, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. You know, and, like, I still, like, I, I swear up and down. I don't think Tommy Lee's even that good a fucking drummer. I th- yeah, I, there, there you and I disagree. I yeah, think he's a great drummer. I think he's more about the spectacle, about like when people talk about, oh, Tommy Lee's a great drummer. It's because he's got on a roller coaster. No, 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 no. I don't, Let me tell you something. It's hey, not, hey, 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 hey. This is my opinion. Okay, okay no, I know, I know. We're not on the Almost Human page here. <laughs> We're on the fucking podcast page. I don't think he's that good a fucking drummer. 
I really fucking don't. I think he's meat and potatoes. I think the only thing that separates him from Bobby Blotzer is a big fucking dick. Okay, now there you're gone. Bobby Blotzer is as mediocre as you can get. Yes! Bobby so Blotzer cannot do red hot. Sorry. Yeah, if he had a big dick, he could hit the symbols like it was YYZ. I know? haven't heard I haven't heard Bobby Blotzer do any double bass. Really? You never heard Contraband? No. <laughs> I, I would not want to listen to that garbage. It's horrible. Does he do double bass in that? Fuck it. I don't think he can do double bass. Bobby okay, Blotzer's horrible. Let me tell you something. I've seen every Motley Crue tour, like the early ones, except for, uh, what was it? Uh, Too Fast for Love, they didn't come here. I saw Shadow of the Devil Theater paint, Girls, 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 uh, Dr. Feelgood, and, and then Generation Swine, because everything in between, like, 94 didn't come here, because the tour flopped. All the drum solos, everybody always points at the Girls, Girls, Girls one with the, when it goes around in circles, which I thought was cool as fuck. But to visually, me, my, visually, how was it sonically? It was good, but you know what? You know what was a great drum solo he did? Where I thought he fucking pounded and he did great was Theater of Pain. Not a lot of people talk about that drum solo. That's You can see kind of some of it in uh, the Home Sweet Home video. Where the, the whole, he just goes all the way uh, like uh, vertical. And he's pounding the fuck out of the drums. I think Tommy Lee's a great fucking drummer. Um, and he pounds like Cozy Powell, man. He hits those drums hard. And I think the yeah. 94 album is... Powell, another overrated piece of shit. Oh, well, that, 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 now we understand why Ian don't like Tommy Lee. He doesn't like good drummers. But um, the, the thing is that... Um, uh, what was that? Man, you... you uh, I, 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 I I'll tell you this. Thought. You listen to this. Man, you're cutting me off too much. This episode. Hold, hold on. You listen to the drumming on Headless Cross and you listen to drumming on Sabotage, call me back. Call me back. Bill Ward is way better, but listen to his drumming in Rainbow. Right he is. Listen to Stargazer. Listen to Light in the Black. Call me back. Asshole. Not bad songs, but never better than fucking Bill Ward. No, he's not. I agree. Okay. But, you know, uh, you know, fucking... Uh, uh, Rat ain't better than Led Zeppelin. Is that going to say Rat sucks? Come on. Look at you. You're, well, you're wondering there. You look a little too drunk in this episode. Well, I'm kind of like... I, I, good, good, thing, good thing we didn't share this opinion of ourselves while I was over there, because I think we'd probably scrap at your house. <laughs> I'd be outside New Orleans hitchhiking to the airport. Anyway, so... Uh, Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got to hug. Oh, man. Anyway, so... Um, Holy shit. Uh, we, we only got to the second song of this shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go to the next one. You like it, I hate it. All right. Uh, next song is called Flush. Tell us what you think about Flush. Um, actually, I think Flush is a decent song. All right. Um, but buried by horrible production. Horrible. Way overproduced. Way too much keyboard fucking... Uh, I don't know what the fuck you want to call it. Uh, uh, power tools. Fucking bullshit. Um, I like Vince's voice on it. I do. I do. I like Vince's voice on the whole album. You know, I'm just glad to hear Vince again. Not a bad song. I think I think this would have been a good single. I think this actually might have done something on the charts if they would have put this out at that time. Uh, and not saying that I think it's the best song, but I'm saying at that point in time, 
I think this song could have made some impact. Not great, but not horrible. What do you think? I think it's garbage. It's horrible. It shows exactly what I hate about this album. Uh, another, it's just a downer song. I remember when I saw this tour. I was front row, by the way, and then when they played this song, Flush, they had big screens behind them where all they did was show footage of people getting killed. Really? I don't know if you, yeah, it was very disturbing. Like, they had that popular video, I don't know if you ever saw, where the guy, like, a news crew goes in his room, uh, goes in his office, and he just puts a bullet in his mouth, and then blood comes pouring out of his nose. You never saw that footage? Mm. Well, that's, they show that, and they showed, like, a bunch of other stuff, like, uh, I get eaten by an, a lion, I think. I forgot. Like, kind of like a face of the death, but for real. And um, it was very disturbing. I remember watching it getting queasy, you know? And and when the song ended, like, there was not a lot of people cheering. Everybody was pretty much in shock. It's like, what the fuck did I just see? You know, uh, the song, it's just, it, it's drones, boring. It's not... A song I like, uh, hey, just but like it, the next one. It was ri- it was written by Tommy Lee. Well, there you go. No, no wonder I don't like it. Just stick to drums. That's the only thing you're good at. All right. So the next song, the title track, Generation Swine, again. It starts off with this riff that's very reminiscent of the Too Fat for Love stuff. The riff. That's it. Then the rest of it is just lame, man. It's a lame song. It almost sounds like it was kind of like rushed. And I think some of this album was rushed because, you know, they had to kick out Karabi. They brought back Vince and they pretty much... This album has some of Karabi's work, but... Because Karabi, this album was supposed to call be called Love Potion Number 9, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. So, uh, and there are a couple songs that did make the album yes. that Karabi yes. had something to do with. Uh, I don't think Generation Swine. I think Generation Swine is some song they wrote on Vincent back. It sounds like it. It sounds rushed. And then it goes into this little weird part, like, I don't want no friend like you. Where it gets all weird. And then it goes back to, like, you know, like the heaviness. And it's, it's it's horrible. It's just a shitty song. I don't like Generation Swine. What do you think? Uh, it, it, it's nice to hear you fucking say something that's right on. This song is fuck. It sucks on every level. There's nothing good about Generation Spine. It's fucking horrible. It is fucking horrible. And that, that shows you that fucking Winger has more talent than fucking Motley Crue. Because Winger never did a song as bad as Generation Spine. True story. It's fucking horrible. This is a horrible, horrible fucking song. I can't believe. That, that this got on the album, let alone was the namesake of the. No, I can believe it because this album sucks. Well, yeah, but I, but I mean, Jesus Christ! That's the that's the concept of this album. I, I it, it's fucking horrible. What do you think about the next song, Ralph? Confessions. Now this one, I don't like either. But I gotta tell you, I mean, I, uh, what you were saying earlier about Flush, I kind of like Vince's voice on this song. I think his his voice is good, but. I think the song itself is weak. Uh, uh, the, the direction is like, they don't know what they're doing. They're trying to be alternative. This is one of the songs where they're trying to be alternative. You know, because after all, they're just trying to fit with the time. See, that's why I love 94. 94 was uh, 
hard rocking killer album that did not fit the time and they didn't give a fuck and that's why that that's another reason 94 appeals a lot to me hey where this album it doesn't because it's just fucking garbage and um i i, I mean i don't mind his voice on this and you know, vince neil's not really known for being a great singer but i think uh his voice is okay on confessions but on the most part i think it's uh it's a shitty song but you know um what do you think of confessions uh i i like confessions up for the fucking flush um not horrible not what i want out of fucking molly crew uh, another one I think would have been a good single though. Like if if this is what you're trying to fucking do, if this is what you're trying to present, you should have made this a fucking single because I could have seen this when this came out. I lived in fucking Florida, which Florida fucking sucks, especially. Hey, hey, I I know you live in Miami. Miami, to me, Miami is like what New Orleans is to Louisiana. Well, Miami Beach sucks, but I mean Miami sucks. Right. Miami Beach rules. What, you you know what I'm saying though is is like, okay, if you're in Louisiana and you're not in New Orleans, you are fucked. The same way as if you're in fucking Florida and you're not in Miami or Miami Beach or whatever, you're fucked. Okay, but a horrible Florida fucking radio when it was fucking like Godsmack and fucking Creed and some bullshit. Oh, it was such a horrible time to, you know, because I work construction, you know, and it's like it was either classic rock or it was like the modern rock station. And it was fucking Creed, Godsmack, all this kind of fucking horrible fucking garbage, dude. It was fucking garbage. Uh, but this would have fit right in with that. And I would have liked it better than that shit, but not by a lot. It would have been an okay single, but, uh, you know, fuck Motley Crue and fuck this fucking song. Uh, Confessions, yeah, not that great. I hear your, I hear your girlfriend watching. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my girl is watching. She's like, ah! She's like, we're getting ready to go see him again in September. But, hey, hey, honey, honey, hold on. For our listening audience, how many people are in Motley Crue? Tell the listening audience. Well... I only accepted three of them until I saw them live. And then I accepted Nick Mars. So apparently there Yeah, but before then, there was only three, huh? I hated Nick Mars. Yeah, exactly. He's really good. I didn't realize how good he was. He's he's the only one with talent. Oh, bullshit. Tommy Lee is a shit. Tommy Lee is a... Thank you. Thank you. Tommy Lee has a big dick. That's his only talent. Tommy Lee plays the drums like nobody fucking knows. Yeah. Come on. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rush. Have, did you see him flipping over? Everybody? That's not talent. That's that not talent. talent. That was amazing. I can chug a beer faster than most people. Doesn't make me fucking talented. That is a talent. I it will is? say that's Okay. All right. <laughs> Honey, I'm recording. Get out of here. Fuck you. I, I, I can't believe our sanctity has been unsanctified. Hey, Ralph, by the way. Yeah. All right. Well, tell her I agree with her. Yeah, he, he agrees with you. All right, now get out of here. Shut the door. I don't know. Shut the door. Honey, this is rock and roll. I'm big time famous now. You can't talk to me like that. You are not famous. 
I'm not? You're cute. You're not famous. What do you want for dinner? I'm not even cute. I don't know. Order something. I'm on the radio. I'm big time now. Leave me alone. And that's why I'm single. Tell him what he really is. Hey, get out of here. Get out of here. Hey, edit that out. No. <laughs> I, I know, right? I know. All right, so anyway. All right, so are we done, are we done with confessions? Oh, we're done with We're way done with confessions. All right, go to the next one. All right, the next one. Beauty. Tommy uh, Lee. Is this Tommy Lee singing on this? Yeah, 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 it is. Okay, because I had no idea. I, I tried to look shit up, and I had no idea who sung this, Tommy Lee or fucking Nikki. Because you know it ain't fucking Vince. Uh, my notes are, what the fuck? But I love this song. God damn, dude. Really? I fucking love it. it it's about uh, Divine Brown, uh, the hooker that got busted with fucking, uh, what's his name? Um, Hugh, yeah, Grant. He, he, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Uh, man, it's all over the place, but I actually enjoy this fucking song. Is it a good Molly Crew song? No. But it just like as a weird fucking song, I dig it. And I dig this more like I would have been more happy if it was like this was the one weird song on the album. But it wasn't just the one weird song on the album. It was just another weird song on the album. But I totally fucking dig Beauty. Uh, like if I was going to hear play any song off this album, it would be Afraid beauty and uh maybe a couple other songs that come up later but uh that's about it what do you think of beauty sucks not only is it a bad molly crew song it's a, just a bad song in general it's stupid it's uh again all these little sound effects and it's just it really bothers me this song i can't i mean going back you know this is what i did because i don't listen to this album i haven't listened to this album in years I put it on my iPod, and I took, you know, I always take my walks. I do that with every fucking episode we do. That's the best way to analyze a CD, is to put it on your iPod or in your car. I agree. Just, I agree. And you walk, and the only and you absorb it. And I absorbed this album on my walk, and this one was really hard to get through. Really? It was, yeah, it was like, God, this is so bad. And, uh... You know, there's a line on there that says she's an HIV VIP. Yes. You know, they actually use that line again on uh, um, what's the single off New Tattoo? Uh, Hell on High Heels was that the name of the song? Yeah, I think uh, I think that was the single. Yeah. The first song. Well, they say HIV VIP in that song too. It's like they actually repeat themselves. Well, well, yeah, Anyways. but in all, in all honesty, nobody heard this album, so that you know they were trying to. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. no, no, people have heard the album, but they kept skipping this song before they got to that HIV PFP part. So nobody ever heard it, but I did, unfortunately. Horrible, horrible song, which takes us to the next one. Glitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can tell. I can tell you don't like this one. Unlike me, I uh, like this one. I do like glitter. No, you, you, you're, no, 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 no. I'm not kidding. You're not. I, I actually like this song. This, this is why, this is why 
I bon voluntarily left the Almost Human 56 page. <laughs> Why are you giving that away? No, I banned you. <laughs> I, I, are, are you fucking with me or are you being serious here about glitter? I am being serious. I think it's a cool song. But oh, but there is, there is one. Oh my fuck. Hey, 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 hey. I like the elder, dude. Shut up. And uh, but there is one thing that is horrible about this song. It's such a little pretty song, you know. You're my beauty, you're my glitter, whatever. But then it goes into this horrendous, ugly, nonsensical—is that a word? Yeah. Um, guitar solo that is so bad and so horrible, and the effect is so bad it ruins the whole fucking song. Now, if you take out the guitar solo, I would dig this song. Now, do I love this song? No, but compared to the rest of the album, you know, I'm giving it a little too much credit. Ian, I don't, I never claimed I loved it. I just thought, you know, it's a nice little song compared to the rest of this fucking clusterfuck of an album. I like the little sound effects and the little pretty vocals. I'm an ABBA fan, okay? I like melody. Dude, I, I like song... fucking Culture Club. And I hate this fucking song. <laughs> he likes Culture Club. I love Culture Club. No, I don't like Culture Club. <laughs> uh, oh, man. You and Justin will get along great. Um, <laughs> yeah, as long but, as it's been over. But anyway, uh, I think Glitter is an, uh, it's an okay song in a horrible album. Uh, the guitar solo is horrible. And, uh, but I don't mind it. it it's, it's, it's passable. That's how I feel about glitter. And, and and I like how you fucking lose your shit over my like for glitter. And you notice me, how I keep my composure for your love for beauty. Oh, uh, you know, because you know, you're so mature. Because I'm better than you. Yeah, yeah, because you're better than me. If, if you like something I don't, you're better than me. I know, I've seen, <laughs> I, I've, I've seen the episodes, okay? I know the spiel. Uh, oh my god this is fucking horrible you know at first you know the first night I got banned from the almost human 56 page I didn't sleep you know uh, but now I'm gonna rest my head safe as sure that uh, I'm in the right because this is one of the worst fucking songs I've ever heard in my life uh, let's look at my notes here. I'm going to go over my notes right now. It says, read my body, hot dog, odyssey. And then it comes up to somebody who was a co-writer on this album, which is none other than Canada's own Brian Adams was the co-author on this song. Really? Yes. Brian, Brian Adams co-wrote Glitter? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and, 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 and what's really fucked up is I'm more disappointed in Brian Adams than I am Motley Crue. Because Cuts Like a Knife is a good song. This shit is fucking horrible. War Machine. Yeah, War Machine. Uh, there's another one he co-wrote on fucking... Uh, uh, Rock and Roll Hell. Uh, but Jesus fucking Christ, dude. This is one of the worst rock ballads. I mean, this... Uh, I don't know if anybody's out there. There's a band called Every Mother's Nightmare. And there's a song called Love Will Make You Blind. 
Look it up. It is a better fucking song than fucking Glitter. This is one of the worst rock ballads of all time. And living proof that Motley Crue is honestly a shit fucking band. They are a shit fucking band. 90% of their shit is fucking filler. They have 10% that are great, that will live on forever, are great songs, but 90% of this is fucking shit. All right? Your old lady likes it because Tommy Lee's got a big dick, or you like it because you're a fucking fig, and you love Tommy Lee's big dick. But this is a shit fucking song by a mediocre fucking band that is just one notch above fucking poison. Seriously. These guys nah. are are they are just a notch. Dude, if they never made Shout of the Devil. If they Shout of the Devil is the only thing that keeps them from being poison. Dude, they are that fucking mediocre and that fucking bad. They're not a good band. They are not a good band. All right, let's go on the next song. Uh, Jesus Christ. Not to be mistaken with Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anybody out there? Uh, I not like not to song. be mistaken by the 1980 Roger Waters penned song from the album The Wall by Pink Floyd. <laughs> Is the song Another Brick in the Wall Part 2 by Motley Crue? Uh, no, this song is Let Us Pray. Uh, not a bad no, song. No, anybody out there. Anybody out there. Yeah, or anybody out there. Whatever. It's all fucking horrible. Uh, anybody out there. Uh, not a bad song. The, the great thing about this is it's over before it has time to suck. And that's, <laughs> that, that's the best thing. It, it's like, it's a short punk rock tune. It's like a minute, 50 seconds. Um, it's not bad. I mean, if the rest of them sound like this, I'd be like, fuck yeah. This is more like Shout the Devil, Motley Crue. But it's even more horrible because now you know it's just them trying to be, trying to be something. It's a copy of, a copy of, a copy of, a copy of. It, you know, but, uh, you know, at a minute 50, it doesn't have time to suck that bad. All right, song. What do you think, Ralph? I disagree. I think it sucks from the get-go. Really? It's just a, it's just a stupid like, dude. No thought put into it. It's just, it's just horrible, horrible short little song that would go. I mean, I, I would respect this more if some stupid, uh, lame-ass hardcore band would do it. And I like hardcore. I'm just talking about like a lame-ass hardcore band uh, would would throw this on an album. It'd be like. Yeah, I don't like that one, but you know it goes well with the rest of these short songs on this album. Uh, anybody out there is lame. Uh, now we're going to the next. Uh, I just want to say, Ralph, uh, I have no problem with your opinion, and I will not kick you off of the uh, Rock and Metal Combat page for your opinion. Oh, thanks. I, if you do, I don't think I'll notice. <laughs> okay. Because I'm hardly ever on there. That's right. <laughs> Anyway, um, the next song, Let Us Pray, is my favorite song on the album. 
This is the one where John Karabi had something to do with. I, gee, I wonder why this is my favorite song then. Um, I love this song. I love the lyrics. Uh, you make love, I give you AIDS. I'm the reason women bleed. It's been called the curse of Eve. Altar boys are altar boys are taken in dismay. It's pretty brutal, man. I think it's uh, musically. It, if it was a little more like '94, it'd be a way better song. But yeah, it does have some stupid sound effects that I can't stand. But but as far as this album, this is definitely a standout track. It's heavy and. Uh, I love it. I give this one an 8 out of 10. The highest rated song on the album, uh, Let Us Pray. Uh, what do you think, Ian? Uh, I love Let Us Pray. I dig it. And, and you can see the karabi through and through on this. Uh, Actually, I think that's him screaming. Yeah, yeah, yes, goes, Let us yes, pray. I th- yes. That sounds yes, like Yes, that him. is his vocals. I was going to get to that. Did you know, I don't know if you know this, did you know when they brought first back, they first brought Vince back they wanted Karabi still in the band as a rhythm guitar player did you know that I I, I had not heard that yeah no it is true it actually was true it just didn't pan out I, I, I had heard they wanted uh, Brett Michaels as a songwriter you know but uh, uh, I don't think it would have been proven. but they couldn't afford it that's, that's it would have been, been just as bad yeah, as this. Yeah, because this is all fucking one big one unskinny bop. It's fucking horrible. But Let Us Pray is a great song. I really do dig it. Uh, probably my third favorite song on the album. Uh, I definitely dig this. If the album was more like this, uh, man, it, th- this could have been the fucking 10th best Motley Crue record. You know, that's how shitty everything is. But uh, Let Us Pray is a good song. I dig it. And then we go into Rocket Ship, which is Nikki Six's love letter to his 16th wife, Donna D'Erico, of uh, fucking Baywatch fame. And, uh, correction, correction, 16th ex-wife. Yes, there you go. Uh, but anyway, this is a little, like, Hey, look at me. I'm not just a cock rock artist. I'm David Bowie. And I've I've got something to say. And I want to do something articulate. And this is a little ditty called Rocket Ship. I actually don't mind Rocket Ship. But it has no fucking place on a Motley Crue record. And dude, you are no fucking David Bowie. Dude, you are no Udo Dirkstein. Seriously. There is fucking... Uh, Jesus Christ, uh, fucking Nelson is about on the same songwriting level as Nikki Six. So Nikki Six, get off your high horse, because you know what's fucking horrible? It's 58. Ralph, have you ever heard 58? No. His side band? Have you ever heard? I, I, know, ab- I know about yeah. it, but I never yeah, heard Yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard Brides of Destruction? Yes, I, heard, I have yeah, heard that. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard uh, 6 a.m.? I think I heard a song or two. Oh no, it's, I saw them live. It's horrible. They they, they opened uh, the Crew Fest, which was the last time I saw Motley Crew. Was they were horrible that night. The horrible and yeah yeah six a.m. is fucking garbage. Yeah, fucking garbage. And and, and, and people give don't get me wrong here. Okay, I saw Motley Crew on the farewell tour. It was an incredible show. You know who was even better? The opening act, Alice Cooper. 
But I'm going to go. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm going to get them again here in September. They're coming to New Orleans. And I've got fucking floor seats again. And I'm going. You know, and Molly Crew, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to hear a couple good songs I love. But you know what? More than anything, hey, I'm going to see Alice Cooper, baby. Hell yeah. Alice Cooper destroys Motley Crue. Alice Cooper. Legend. But, uh, you know, rocking ship. Oh, fucking suck a dick straight up. Fucking Justin Childers style. Not Childers, but Childers. Just straight, you know, Childers style is where you stick a couple fingers up the ass while while you're strumming the stepchildren with the other fingers. But you're still fucking, you know, deep throat. Fucking half bag. Anyway, fucking rocket ship, horrible direct. What do you think, Ralph? Should be renamed Nikki's Ego. It's horrible. Yeah, and, and you, you you're right. Total David Bowie shit. Um, again. Oh, I thought you were gonna like, say I was right on the gay like Justin Childers part. No, no, no. I, I don't care. Man. I don't care about Justin. I hate him. Delete me again, motherfucker. <laughs> He'll, you'll never be fan of the week, you bitch. <laughs> All right, no, no, let me go back to... No, I love you, Justin. Just kidding. Um, what do you call... But, you know, Justin, if we ever meet up, I am the pitcher, okay? I'm all man. Uh, rocket ship sucks. You know how you were saying earlier, well, you know, anybody out there didn't give it time to suck? Well, believe me, this one is like... Even before the first fucking, when, once you hear that little strum and that fucking voice, it's like, why don't he, why don't you, he should have just changed the lyrics of the song. It's like, I suck. This song sucks. My marriage sucks. I'm flaccid and I'm phony. Rocket ship. <laughs> that should have been the fucking song. Uh, horrible. Horrible. But you know what? You know what's even worse than this? And I will be shocked if you actually like this. Is the remake to Shout at the Devil. Not Hold on, you're skipping a song. You're skipping. Oh, a rat like me. Oh my god, a rat like me. Oh. That's my that's what I think of that song. Uh, a scale to one to ten, it doesn't even reach a one. Really? Ooh. A rat like me is gonna save the world. Horrible. Really? Horrible. Shitty song. Glitter's way better. Wow. Uh, to me, uh, track number eleven, "Rat Like Me," is tied for my favorite song on the album. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I, honestly, uh, I think. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, that's no, funny. You're no, a funny, dude. Honestly, I think it's between this and uh, "Afraid." Like you. you got a lot of spunk. Yeah, so does your mother all over her face. Um, oh, uh, no, seriously, uh, to me, this is one of the most like Motley Crue sounding songs out of here. Honestly, what, like what? Really? Like what? Like what? What sounds like Rat Like Me? What in the past sounds like Rat Like Me? No, I just, there ain't no song that I, sounds I, like that. Just means, what, what don't you like about Rat Like Me? I think it's horrible. It's not, the structure is horrendous. Really, the lyrics are stupid. Well, and, well how uh, does that separate it from any other Motley Crue song? No, I think I think uh, Nikki Six wrote some genius lyrics actually. Like, I can give like, you, I like can, what? 
All right, this I, I love this line. One of my favorite lines to any song ever when it comes to heavy metal. Star Spangled Fight, I hear a steel belted scream. I love that fucking line. That shit's so metal. Sounds like Judas Priest, man. I love that shit. Out go the lights, in goes my knife. Consider that bastard dead. I love shit like that. I thought he was shining on Shout at the Devil. A lot of great lyrics on Shining. Yeah, Shining. all right, well, take your fucking medicine. Um, yeah, Red Like Me, I dig it. Uh, I'm sorry you don't. Uh, what do you think about the next one, which is a little bit of old and a little bit of new? Horrendous. Total Tommy Lee. This is blasphemy, if you ask me. They made, like, Shout at the Devil, like, almost new metal-ish with that stupid groove that it doesn't... This is a heavy metal, traditional staple of a song where Tommy Lee had to change it around. And you know it's all Tommy Lee because once Tommy Lee was out and they did that tour with Randy Castillo and Sandra Maloney, whatever her name is, both those tours, they took it back to the original version live. But then when Tommy Lee comes back with the Carnival of Sins or whatever the fuck, they went back to this 97 version. Horrendous, horrible, pointless. They're just fucking, they've just fucked with an original. And, and, and anybody out there, uh, you want to know, they did make a video for it that's actually an Easter egg on the DVD Motley Crue's Greatest Hits. Horrible. Do you like this shit? I fucking hate this fucking song. I was about to, like, I seriously was considering quitting the podcast if you liked it. I was, I was, that's, I was going to quit the podcast anyway, but, uh, <laughs> but this song is fucking, I mean, why, why would you, this is like Sharon Osbourne-esque, why would you fuck with you know, this? I kind of, I kind of feel like at this time, Tommy Lee was like, you know, I mean, I'm sure Nikki Six knew it. I'm just tired of this metal shit. I'm just, you know, I want to do this shot of the devil like this way. And they're like, you know, let's keep this guy happy. Or else he's uh, going to jump but you, you know, here, here's the thing. This, and this boils it down to everything. And this is why there's been so many problems. Okay. I want to break it down for you. Vince Neil fucked Pamela Anderson before Tommy Lee. That is true. That is true. And that she appeared in his video. You can't have your cake and eat it too. She's in that video, and that's when he banged her around that yes. time. Yeah. She fucked Vince first. Okay, and, and shit has I love that. Shit has never been the same. And Vince hates everybody else in the band. When Vince came back for this album, he is not a full-fledged member of Motley Crue. He is a hired apprentice of Motley Crue. Okay? Now, he is well-paid, but he is not an equal member in Motley Crue, Inc. Musically, he never has been. No, no, no. no. Well, before, before he left, though, before he left, the way it was split was way more fair. They fired him. When he came back with this, he was brought back not as a full-fledged member in Motley Crue Incorporated. He was brought back as a hired employee. And that's why Motley Crue, you know, to this day, he, he says he's a job. 
And it's never been a fucking family. It's never been a fucking band. Because he does it for the fucking money. He'll be the first to fucking admit it. They don't get along. Because, you know, he can't... Tommy Lee, can't, even though his dick's ten times bigger, he can't take it. That fucking Vince was way up in her fucking guts before... You know, way up in Brandon's mama's guts. You know, before fucking yeah. Tommy was. It, it's a fucking sham, and it's fucking horrible. Molly Crew fucking sucks. Rats a thousand times better. But anyway, that's what I'm getting at, though. Is 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 Vince looks at it like a fucking job. There's no camaraderie. There's no like, ooh, they're friends. No. Okay, first of all, Tommy Lee hates the fucking music. He wants to play fucking rap and hip hop. Fucking Nikki wants to be respected outside of Motley. Yeah, R- R- Nikki wants to be viewed as a musician. Right. Mick Mars, the- Mick Mars is like Jesus Christ. I wish I would fucking die, so I didn't have to be a. Yeah, but you know, because- Mick Mars. Yeah, yeah. So Mick Mars is probably like, you know what? Fuck it, man. I tried to play my music all through the seventies. Didn't get a shit. I joined this fucking glam band, and now I'm a multimillionaire. Yeah, I'm sure he's not complaining. Dude, I love Mick. He's Mars. probably the happiest of the four. Mick Mars is my favorite of the fucking band. I think Mick Mars is the only one that doesn't really give a fuck. My, well, him and Vince. My, my, my Vince don't give a fuck. My two favorite are Mick Mars and Vince. Don't, yeah, if, if I could drink with anybody in Motley Crue, it would be Mick Mars and Vince. Fucking Nikki and Tommy Lee can suck a dick straight up. Actually. Nikki can suck Tommy's dick while Nikki writes an articulate song about it on his radio show. I could give a fuck less. You know? But! Here's a fucked up thing. As long as this episode's gone, we haven't even got to the biggest fucking turd. Of- you know, I disagree. Really? I disagree. Really? Yeah. I would, say, I would say Brandon probably is the worst song. No, that, no, no, that's what... No, no, no. This, I would have to this say... This is the last song of the album, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm principle. The worst song on this album is fucking Shot of the Devil. Because they just destroyed a classic that I don't care how bad Brandon is, Shot of the Devil disturbs me more. All right, go into Brandon. I have, I have a lot to say about this fucking clunker. Holy fucking shit. What a fucking turd this is. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, dude. Why? She loves you. She's your mother. She, you know something something she, we haven't she, discussed. She made yet? a softcore porn video with Brett Michaels. She also fucked David Hasselhoff. But don't bring that up in front of your mother on Mother's Day or how she sucked my dick while I was driving a boat. I mean Jesus Christ. Fucking Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson's kid, kill yourself right now. Both your parents have fucking HIV. Hey, 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 let me tell you something. Leave Brandon alone. This is enough torture for the kid writing this song about. No, 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 Brandon, Brandon, put a fucking gun in your head and pull the fucking trigger, dude. Pull the fucking trigger. You know what? You know, if your dad was a drummer at Crocus, I would say leave it alone. But no, your dad fucked fucking fucking Pamela Anderson. Dude, your mom is Pamela Anderson. Blow your fucking head off. Blow your fucking head off. 
You have nothing to live for. Your mom's a fucking whore. Everybody knows it. If you've seen that video, her fucking vagina starts at the bottom of her neck. That's how big your mom's pussy is. That is a big fucking pussy. And it's sloppy. And she let Tommy Lee fuck it. She let fucking Brett Michaels fuck it. She let Scott Bayo fuck it. Chachi, fuck your fucking mom. Blow your fucking head off. She let Justin Childers fuck it. No, that was just a, that, that was just a wives' tale. No, she. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fuck, fucking Terrence's mom didn't even fuck Justin Childers. Hey, Stop with Terrence, man. God damn it. Dude. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. We're changing the name of the show, the show to "Let's Not Discuss." Terrence. As long as we're bringing up dead whores. Um, oh man, come on, dude. Now I know you're fucking drunk. All right, oh, enough, you, enough you, of that, guy. So go back to you, Brandon. You go didn't know that Brandon. an hour ago? Go back to Brandon. Why? Why do I have to go back to Brandon? This is one of the worst songs ever committed to fucking tape. I, okay, I, 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 mean, I mean, the fucked up thing is this was the last song that was recorded on analog. And then they're like, fuck, the, they, they quit analog. Everything went to fucking digital. Because Brandon ruined Analog. This shit's horrible. It is one of the worst fucking songs. Tommy Lee, I don't give a fuck how big your dick is. You're a half-ass fucking drummer. With a half... Well, you got a great dick. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That's what just... Como. There you go. But you're a shitty drummer. And an even worse fucking songwriter. And you got a horrible taste in women... And, and your son's going to blow his fucking head off when he realizes his mother's a whore. All right, Ralph, what do you think about Brandon? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, dude, I, you know, when I was walking around listening to the song, I thought, wouldn't it be funny if I, if I pretended this was the best song on the album and I like, kept a straight face through the whole thing? You know, and then at the very end of the show, I say, ah, I was kidding, you know, but I can't even do that. It is just so bad. Uh, but you know so, so, something a lot of people don't know the lyrics to the song uh, is about Tommy Lee's kid who wasn't even I think he was only a couple months old and a lot of th- uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that that kid was the one that wrote these lyrics <laughs> you didn't know that did you no yeah yeah he wrote these lyrics you know I mean come on you have to excuse him he's only a couple months old what the fuck you know I think this song again was like some shit Tommy Lee did you know for you know for himself not for the public to hear but then he thought you know what I think this is genius and then you know the rest of the band's like oh we really really need to keep Tommy Lee in the band so let's add this and plus here's another thing that we did not discuss at this time 1997, Tommy Lee was all over the tabloids, all over everything. Basically, Motley Crue at this time was the Pamela Anderson. Because, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not about music, just because he was fucking that fucking whore bag, Pamela Anderson. And that, and then, you know, remember when they did their comeback on the American Music Award, Grammys, whatever it is, oh, God, Pamela Anderson cool. introduced them. And they did shout at the devil '97, yeah. which they actually lip synced it. Where you know this is a show where everybody performs live, and they went up there and lip synced shout at the devil '97. Fucking horrendous. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, and it didn't really do them much good. Because it, kind of, it pretty much flopped. But, yeah, and something I didn't discuss earlier was uh, the tour. Well, you know, I was saying, you know, how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. I thought it was a very good tour. The thing that was really lame about it... Well, there was several things lame. Mo mostly the songs. Like, they did play, like, uh, Flush, Generation Swine. Um, they didn't play Let Us Pray. But they played Shout Devil. They fucking played Brandon. <laughs> no shit. They actually played this song. I'm sure you can probably see it on YouTube. As an encore. Where they played Brandon. And then, you know, since Tommy Lee's on the piano singing about his son. They went into Home Sweet Home. But I think, like, I mean, that was probably the worst part. But the second worst part was the drum solo. It was so lame. Like, Ian's, Ian's taking a, a piss break. But I, uh, what they did was... You know, Tommy Lee did a little drum, like, you know, a little stupid beat thing. And then an, an astronaut came out and pulled a curtain around Tommy Lee's drum set where all you can see is Silhouette playing the drums. And then the the, the, the astronaut took a gun and shot at the, uh, the drums. And, and uh, you know, when the astronaut shot at the drums, the drums blew up. And then the astronaut turns around, takes his helmet off, and it's Tommy Lee. That was the drum solo. It was so fucking weak. It sucked. Ian's back. So, uh, yeah, I was just discussing how they actually played Brandon live <laughs> during the encore. What? No. Uh, no, yeah, no, yeah I, they I, did. That's what. That's why we saw a different show, dude. They did. You can see it on YouTube. On the encore, they came out and did Brandon and that segue into Home Sweet Home because Tommy Lee played it on piano. Oh my. And. While they played it on the screen behind them was Pamela Anderson and the baby. Like, footage of the baby and Pamela Anderson through the whole oh. thing. Fucking horrendous, man. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So that concludes the album, but there are bonus tracks, oh. and I guess we'll get into yes. that. Yes. All right. Well, uh, the first <laughs> bonus track, um, I can't remember the exact name of the song, but it's... It's, it's Afraid. Afraid. Yeah. Swan <laughs> Mix, Jumbo <laughs> Mix. <laughs> No, no, I'm not talking about remixes. I'm talking about unreleased songs. Yeah, I don't... Okay, we're not going to talk about the remixes. Okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm talking about a song that I have that you don't have. It was on the Japanese release. Yeah, I haven't heard this one. And and, and then it was redone for Nikki Six's uh, 58 album. He had a band called 58, uh, which sold 58 copies. No, uh, that, that month, that much, huh? Yeah, well, well, uh, 50 of those was his mother. But anyway, it was a song called Slip My Wrist or some shit like that. It's fucking horrible. It's, it's, I never heard it. It's fucking horrible. Uh, yeah, um, anyway, sucks a big fucking dick. Ralph's got nothing to add. Uh, let's go in the next one. Uh, Ralph, what's the bonus tracks on your edition? You got the bonus track edition. I don't have. Yeah, the the, the first uh, unreleased track on here is "Wreck Me." Wreck um, me. Okay, okay, wreck me. I would like to talk about wreck me. I like wreck me. I like wreck me better than most of the songs on the fucking album. And I don't know why I didn't make it on the album because to me it's better than most of the shit that's on this fucking horrible album. What do you think? I agree. Oh. What, do you, what do you know? Holy shit! Uh, I I like I like Wreck Me. I think I mean musically, it's like God. Why why all this stupid sounds? Right. But I think it's you know the, the lyrics are pretty cool. 
I, you know? I, I like and, uh, I like the lyrics and I like the way Vince sounds. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's kind of like a nasty song. Wreck me, fuck me, whatever, you know. Uh, it's not bad. Um, the next song uh, has a lot to do with Karabi, too, but I don't really like this one. Uh, Kiss the Sky. Really? You didn't like it? Huh? I didn't like it, but that's the song that Karabi had a lot to do with, because I remember right. in an interview recently, he talked about Kiss the Sky, how he really liked that one. I didn't, man. I th- I felt it was very Pearl Jamish. I don't know. Boring. Like Pearl Jam. Um... I, I liked it. Uh, you know, it, it's no home sweet home. But, uh, or without you. But uh, I, I think it's better than fucking goddamn fucking glitter or any of the, or uh, flush or classified or whatever the fuck the other fucking ballad is. Uh, confessions. I, confessions. I like it better than all that. I, I really do. I, I think it's a good song. Uh, and I could totally hear Karabi singing this. I dig it. But uh, that's, that's it. That's my opinion, man. That's it. That's the end of the, our episode, right? Yeah, and this is, uh, you know, this is something uh, I hope we do again. I don't know how we're going to title this show, but I love the way that uh, Ralph presented this to me. He's, he's, he said, shitty albums by good bands. And I like that. I, li- I like that, you know. But I, I don't know if that shit will float on fucking iTunes. And that, that... I mean, but, but no, I, I think, you know, hey, man, we're, we're trying to be a little original here. I mean, that's our thing. I mean, I mean, I think, I don't think there's any podcast out there that, that goes out of their ways to review shitty albums. Oh, no, no. And, and, hey, you and me have battled this in the past. I'm more, I'm way more willing to do the albums than you are. Uh, and I was so happy that you were willing to do this. And then, uh, you know, we were talking about it on the uh, on the Almost Human page, and then you banned me, and uh, we couldn't finish the conversation. Uh, but, but no, I, I, I'm happy to do this. Uh, I will review any fucking album. I don't care. I, you know, but uh, this is a great one. By it, It's a band we love, even though I'm very critical of. Uh, but man, it, we both agree it's a horrible album, and I would love to do more like this. You know, I mean, this is actually the sec- second episode we've done in the series. The first one was "Kiss the Elder," um, but uh, I digress. We're gonna do more in the future, but uh, we hope you enjoyed this, and let's go into pick of the week. Ralph, do you? Have- All right. No, I don't. So go ahead. Uh, all right. Alright, I'm going to go into mine, and this is one, and I'm totally going to admit this, and I know this is going to sound bad, but I'm, I'm going to be honest here. Usually I have a hard time with bands that have female lead singers. I mean, I like some, I like heart, I like, you know, this and that, but this is a band called Lucifer, and they put out an EP called Lucifer One. And it is just like really fucking Sabbath, uh, you know, with some chick vocals, but they're not like, you know, they don't sound like Cindy Lauper or Debbie Gibson, you know, but it is a female vocal. But, uh, man, I'm really fucking digging it. I'm really feeling it. I'm supporting this shit. 
a thousand percent. Check out the band Lucifer. The EP is Lucifer One. Uh, go on YouTube, go whatever, check it out. Hear a song here or there. See if you like it. Uh, if you do, man, get the fucking EP, of course, using the fucking Amazon link. Uh, but I'm I'm going out of the limb here. This is this is outside of my comfort wheel. It's a it's a well I shouldn't say a chick band because only the, the chick is the singer. But uh, you know, like I said, I have a problem with chick singers. But it's better than Eric Singer and Peter Chris's makeup. So check it out, Lucifer. The name of the EP is Lucifer One. This is some awesome fucking metal. Check it out. Ralph, have you picked something out yet? You look like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, this was a tough one, man. But yeah, I did spot one. This is a little out left field because this band is known as a thrash band. But uh, I, I think they released it out that they got away from the thrash stuff. But I think it's a really good musically, a great album. It's uh, from the band Flotsam and Jetsam. They, they released an album called Drift. And uh, I feel that album's really, really good. I'm having a bit of a brain fart. I'm not sure Smoked Out is off of that album. Uh, if it's not, then excuse me. But I love that song, Smoked Out. I don't know if it's off Drift. I think it is. But Drift, I remember that album musically was really, really good. Uh, they were getting away from the thrash stuff. They were getting like, more metal and more melodic at the same time. And I think it was criminally underrated when it got out. I remember uh, I saw that tour. They opened for Megadeth. But... Corn was above them, and Corn wasn't even popular yet, which I found kind of disgraceful. It was Megadeth, Corn, uh, Flotsam and Jetsam, and opening act of Fear Factory. Um, that's my pick of the week, Flotsam and Jetsam's Drift. I think uh, people will be pleasantly surprised, especially people that aren't into thrash. Uh, give uh, that album a try. It's, it's. I think uh, it's musically amazing. I, I, I have that. And I haven't listened to it yet, but now I will definitely check it out. It's it's really really good musically. It's a nice. It's a great album. I, I believe that, Smoked Out. Is that, that that's the one that's got the cover where it looks almost like a fly's eyes or some shit. Like like there's some big eyes or some shit. Maybe yeah a, yeah. It shows like a, it's it's like a mausoleum with two eyes. Right 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 right. Okay. Something like that. There's a song called Missing on it that's kind of a ballad that it's pretty cool. Like I think it's a song about like you know. You know, children that go, go missing and stuff like that. Nice. It's a great album. I think it's it's uh, a, a lot of people will be pleasantly surprised. You know, especially if you're not into thrash, you'd really like uh, this this offering from Flotsam and Jetsam. Nice. So well, that is my pick of the week. I'll, I'll I'll post this song on the Rock and Metal Combat page, and you know, if you people are like if me, you do make it smoked out. Yeah, if you people are like me and you're a band from the Almost Human Fifty Six page. You know, check it out on the on the, on the Rocket Metal Combat page, and I, I'll I'll post a link. Uh, let's go. <laughs> let's go to fan of the week, and my fan of the week is Michael Mike uh, Pietro Pietro. I don't know, man. You know how motherfuckers got some fucked up names. Why can't y'all change your names like my name's Skull, you know, or some shit like that? Because. Everybody's like, oh, you mispronounced my name. But anyway, Mike Pietro, Pietro, uh, dude, you are the fan of the week. You've been on the page for a fucking minute now. You're using the Amazon link. He just bought um, 
the first two uh, Rush, uh, the Sectors box sets. I don't know if you're familiar with those, Ralph. Uh, isn't that like where they bring all the albums on like, uh, CD? Well, well it, it's like, it's basically like what, what Sabbath did with the Rush, uh, with the uh, with their box set. This is from the analog tapes. And like Sector 1 is the first four uh, Rush Studios plus uh, All the World's a Stage. So it goes like four studios and a live album, four studios albums and a live album. And it's like from the, it's it's supposed to be the best shit out there right now, like the best sound in Rush shit. But anyway, I mean, Mike contributes, not only did he use the Amazon link, but he contributes a lot to the page. He's there every fucking day. He wants to go see Rush, but he's like, oh, I don't know if my old lady will let me. And I said, let me talk to your old lady. But he hasn't gave me her phone number yet. So. But if you do. Mike. But if you do, I will come call. Come on, man. I will call her. I will call her. What's up, Mike, man? Go see Rush, man. I'm sorry, but, you know, I mean, uh, if your old lady's listening, you know, I, no offense, but... It, I'll say, I, I know you don't feel this way, but your old lady's a bitch. I'm sorry. Only a cool old lady would let you go see Rush, man. Don't be a bitch. Congratulations, Mike, Spe- for being fan of the week. Speaking of bitches, you know who didn't go see Rush is fucking Mike or Justin fucking Childers. Childers. Boy, this is like the Justin Childers show. I know, I know. You mentioned that guy way too much on this episode. Now he's bitching. He's like, oh, I should have went. I should have went. Yeah, you should have fucking went, you fucking douchebag. Jesus Christ. Ralph, was that not an incredible fucking show? It was awesome, man. It was was awesome. It was one of the greatest times I ever saw, Rush. Exactly. And Justin, you should have went. Pulled your dick out of fucking Terrence's mom's mouth and go to a fucking show. God damn it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Fucking Terrence's mom is not dead, okay? Let's get this out, people. Let's announce this. Terrence's mom is not dead. So stop feeling bad. She's in hiding. Cause she's a sh I'm not I'm not complaining about Terrence's mom. I'm just complaining you keep mentioning that guy. Oh. Okay, never I don't yeah. (laughs) I just don't like him being mentioned. All right, then. Well, here's a couple other things we need to mention. How about The Rock Show with Joe and Gully? Yeah. Great friends are a great fucking show. It's on thatmetalstation.com that we are on. Check out thatmetalstation.com all the time, but especially 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. Uh, ThatMetalStation.com, Scott Green, we love you. We're so proud to be part of the show. Uh, and also check out Joe, the Joe and Gully show, and also on That Metal Station. And check out the Decibel Geek podcast. Great friends of the show that always show us support, so we want to show them support. Check out the Decibel Geek podcast. And you can find us on iTunes, on uh, podbean.com. If you go on iTunes, please subscribe. Please leave a review. It means so much. Uh, 
Let's see what else. Yeah, go on. I uh, the Amazon link. Check that shit out. Uh, blah 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 the blah. Facebook blah, page. Blah. The Facebook page. Uh, the uh, yeah, definitely come on the Facebook page. Uh, check out the uh, the YouTube page. It's amazing. Ralph has finally got the YouTube page up and going again. Uh, great versions of the show, man. Ralph does an amazing job on this shit. It's it's the same show, but with a visual background. And, oh, man, the shit he finds, like, I don't know how he finds the time to do shit. Because it's fucking awesome. And it's amazing. It's very detailed. And it's, man, if, if it's an episode you love, check it out on YouTube. Because it's even better there. Uh, so... That's, and that's, also, I like to plug uh, the Almost Human 56 uh, Facebook page. It's Ian Free now. Come yeah. yeah, I'm not on there anymore. I've been banished. I was banished. Yeah, fuck me. If you want to talk to me, come on the Rock and Metal Combat page. Yeah, there you can see him cry like a baby all you want. You know, the, pa- the page that's for this fucking podcast. Could this be the last episode of Ralph and Ian? Yeah. Tune in next week. Yeah. yeah, fucking keep it up, pal. It might be. It might be. Yeah. I feel I have this uh this Iron Maiden uh, No Prayer for the Dying vibe going on on this show, man. Yeah. I'm just waiting for you to use those two yeah. words. Yeah. Donald Trump yeah. me, yo. Yeah, I, I haven't fired anybody in a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel it coming. Uh, I'm uh, trying. I'm, I, I want to, like... I'm hoping when you say you're fired, like right when you say you're, I can go, I quit! So I can quit before you fire me. Alright, well, if we can straighten out our shit, you might hear a show next week. And yeah, it, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know either. But if you do... I feel, I feel I feel if I leave this podcast and you go on without me with somebody else, it, I, I would call it the Van Hagar era of the Rock and Metal Comment Podcast. Oh, that's I, uh, I I would quit the podcast before I would let that happen. <laughs> you guys are doing love songs, but <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. But uh, hey, we got some time left. Let's get into some fucking music. I want to hear some tunes. This is from Thin Lizzy's Thunder and Lightning, and in my opinion, one of the greatest guitar solos ever. This shit fucking rules. This is called Cold Sweat. <laughs> I've been so 
was Cole Sweat, Finn Lizzy, 1983, I believe, Thunder and Lightning, last studio album with John Sykes, incredible, incredible tune, Cole Sweat rules, that album, that whole album rules. All right, so uh, what what you got there, Ian? Oh, I'm going to take us to go see our friends up north in Canada uh, from the same year, 1983. God, this shit is fucking cheesy as fuck, but I love this song. Of a Helix 1983, No Rest for the Wicked, this is Heavy Metal Love. Oh, yeah. She 
Alright, that was Canadian Metal Helix with Heavy Metal Love. She plays the guitar just like ringing the bell. I remember early MTV when they showed that video and that guy was showing off that he was missing teeth. You remember that video? I don't think I, I'm just laughing now because I don't think I've ever seen the video. I'm going to have to look that shit up. Actually, I got the videos confused, though. They do have a video for Heavy Metal Love, but the video I was thinking about where he was grinning to show like his back teeth were missing was, uh, give me an R, O, C, K, yeah. what you got, rock, rock. what, what you gonna, gonna do, do? rock you. Rock you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The next week, our special guest will be the guy from the Crash Test Dummies with the deep voice. As we talk about the first CNC Music Factory album, gonna make you sweat. That's next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Maybe things that things that make me go hmm. I love Brandon and Hagar. <laughs> now that I'm leaving the show, I can admit this. You're fucking <laughs> fired. Bye. Thanks for listening to Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. All rights reserved, Ian Wadley. Any use of this show without express written permission, I will give Terrence Reardon your phone number, bitch.